Okay, Shabbos Agadol. We're here to find out, to learn what is Shabbos Agadol, what is Pesach. Who's Maishu Rabbeinu? What's it all about? What are we doing? Why are we doing all this preparation? And we're learning the Dvar Malchus of Parshas Tav. Tav So we're saying we're going to do a little recap. But the whole, the whole point, the, the whole month of Nisan is the, it's the month of Geula and it's full of, and the central theme of Nisan is, is freedom. Man And it's especially in the Shabbos before Pesach. Because Nisan is from the word Nis. Nisan, double miracles. Many, many miracles in the entire month. And, and that especially is emphasized in the great, the Nis Gadol of Shabbos Gadol. Why is it called Shabbat Zagadol? Lepisha Nasabah A very great miracle was done on Shabbat Zagadol. It's called Lemaka Mitzrayim Bifchareim. The first fruit of the Mitzrayim destroyed each other. Meaning, there's opposition to good things. There's darkness. And that darkness, you can either blow it away, smash it away, get rid of it, fight it with sticks, or you can, you can enable it to destroy itself. Obviously, that's better. You can do such an avida in your life, you can get, conduct yourself in such a way that the darkness that is surrounding you decides on its own, so to speak, to destroy itself. And it ceases to exist. And that becomes possible. In the month of Nisan, the time of, of, of Nisan, many nuns, then many miracles. This is what becomes possible through and on Shabbos Adadol. This one, this mace, becomes the beginning of the Geula, of coming out of the tribe. So here's the question. Why is it called a mace Gadol? What is this miracle? And why is it the beginning of the Geula? And then one other question is, what does it have to do with Shabbos? Because when we celebrate Shabbos Agadol, we it happened the first time on the 10th of Nisan. It was, also, it was also Shabbos. Why do we always celebrate it on Shabbos? So obviously, whatever Shabbos is all about, and whatever this great miracle is all about, they are intrinsically connected. Again, this great miracle is that the oppositional forces destroy themselves in order for us to spread life, light, truth, Taira, Hashem, in the world. Mashiach, in the world. They actually, they come to a point where they see us. You know, we learned the Sikha, which said that in the month of Nisan, the nations of the world can see us and say, well, there is a, there is a, there is a, a, a Yid standing there who represents Nisan de Kanhaga. A miraculous way of conduct, which is based on Tyra truth. So it comes to a point in history where we've done enough of Vaida that the world starts to feel something. They don't know where it comes from, but they, it, there's a certain bowing to Hashem, a certain instinct in them that they need to self-destruct and get out of the way. They did their job of fighting us, fighting holiness and fighting Kedusha and fighting, and, and fighting all good things, fighting Hashem all through the generations, there comes a moment when they say, Dayenu, we fought against you enough. Now we're here to help you. There's, a, there's a, a, an interesting story that there were, 
by now it was about 30 years ago, there was a Yid, a Shliach, who was opening food distribution centers um, after, after the Iron Curtain fell, and he was opening in different cities. And one city was very difficult to, to get things going in. He was on a trip to Austria. He met someone. And that man, they started to talk, and the man said, uh, what are you doing? Told him. The man said, you know, I want to tell you, you know who I used to be? I used to work for the KGB. Now, and he said, I was in charge of, you know, he's not Jewish. He said, I was in charge of knowing everything that you, you guys were doing. And I, and he didn't actually say uh, all the horrific things he did to turn people in. But he said, I was actually in awe of you, but my job was to, Eliminate you. But he said, now the Iron Curtain fell. I don't have to do anything negative to you. I want to help you. What do you need? That's Lamaka Mitzrayim Bitzchareim. That the evil forces say, we've been evil for long enough. Let's just self-destruct. All the evil stuff, let's self-destruct. Let's help them. Let's help the Yidin. Let's help Hashem. Let's help Mashiach. That's Shabbat Agadol, that they self-destruct. They fight each other so that we can leave their place and go to Matan Tyrus. And that's, that's one of the big reasons why it's called Shabbat Agadol. It's not just another miracle that makes things easier. Makes things easier. It's the miracle of the implosion of the darkness. So, and we can see that it's intrinsically connected to Shabbos because Shabbos is also, you know, you go through a difficult week and then there comes Shabbos. And Shabbos implodes the darkness of the week. And implodes and explodes. So one of the fundamental ideas is that the Geula, and all the Geula which begins at Shabbos Agadol, is done through Meishar Beinu. He's the Redeemer. Even when Maishar Benu, when Hashem chose Maishar Benu to be the redeemer, the Gael, remember, he's the Gael because he's going to do Geula, when Hashem chose him and he said, no, 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 not me, send Mashiach at the end, Hashem said, no, no, you, you. So Maishar Benu has a very deep connection with Geula, and, and it has to be specifically through him. He's the first redeemer, and ultimately he's the last redeemer. And the whole point here is, why is Gula, Why do we have to come out of Mitzrayim? Hashem says, I take you to be a nation, to me. You become my nation, and I become your God. I become Elokechem, um, Elohim, and then when I do, I take you, you become my nation, I become your God, and then you come to a deep recognition, really deep up, the Adaitim, that I am Havaya Elokechem, your specific God, who takes you out of all the suffering of Mitzrayim and all the suffering of all your limitations. I am the one who does it, says Hashem. That's the reason I'm taking out of, out, out of Mitzrayim, to come to that recognition. And not only that, you, through your Avaida and your learning and your, your Avaida, I put you down here in this quite difficult world that's on the way to imploding and self-destructing, but until it has, I put you in this quite difficult world, and I want you to reveal me, Vaitan Kavuvanitsi, in a permanent way in your life and in the, in the world. That's what you're here for. And in a way of Kriyas, permanent. Permanent. As I said before, but I'll repeat, 
the idea of a tent, you take a tent and you have this, this piece of nylon on the ground, you put in the poles, you stand up, you have this beautiful tent now. If you don't put anything inside of it, it can um, fly away. Very windy day, your tent just flies up and it's gone. So you take these pegs and you and you put them in the ground. You you with a hammer or with your shoe with something hard, a rock if you're camping, and you you peg it down to the ground so it shouldn't fly away because it needs to stay here. Hashem wants his presence to be. We'll see the word soon in the sicha. Grunt befestik. I, I feel like that the, the implication is tied down to the ground. Here. And permanently. And permanently. And that's the reason that Gulas Mitraim came Dafka through all the miracles. Because when a miracle is above nature, what do you see? Suddenly occurs to you, oh boy, Hashem has these completely unlimited powers. It's so obvious. You feel it. When you're in nature, you, you sort of recognize Hashem. But the unlimitedness of Hashem, you see when he decides to break the laws of nature. And Teva, nature actually hides Hashem, and it's more difficult to see him. So the Kayach is given to us. We saw these miracles, and it became obvious to us, this is Hashem. It also became... Um, the nations also saw the Nisrim also saw it, which was for them a very big thing. So it gave the Kayach to us that we should have a Geula, that we should be freed from the limitations of the world, from the enslavement to Veltisha Hanachas. Nefsha. We become enslaved to the way things work in the world. Now, the interesting thing about the way things work in the world is, you know, if you had, if you talked about this idea 40 years ago, you know, there were certain basic things, the way the world operates, but it's not really for us. Now we live in a world in which yesterday's fantastic is today's old hat. <laughs> a minute later, it's stale. Things are changing so quickly. So if the world is changing so quickly, then what is the demand of a Jew? That a Jew be so fast on his feet, he be so flexible and limber, that as the world is changing, his one and only mission, which is to reveal Hashem in a permanent way in this world that keeps shifting, the sand keeps shifting under your feet. It's for us to not be thrown off by that. It's for us to be um, flowing with all the shifting winds and, and being at the same time, stable, completely grounded in the truth of Hashem. For that reason, the way that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim had everything to do with, empowered us and empowers us to be able to do that. So that um, when we when we think about Galus Mitzrayim, and the freedom, Zman Cheresenu, Pesach Zman Cheresenu, we achieve, we're given freedom from all the limitations, from all the things that we're stuck in, including all the limitations of nature. And, and even those miracles that are enclosed in nature, we just become, we, we have a certain freedom, we're not stuck anymore. 
as that will be in the future, when the niflas, the miracles, the wonders that we'll see, will be infinitely greater than the wonders that we saw at Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and a way that we'll even we'll see it. We will see the concealed and the revealed. The kayach for that type of geula, Hashem revealed down here permanently, comes dafka through Meshurvim. Meshurvim. The Gael. How? How do we see that? So what's the Chiddush of Meshurvim? And what is the Chiddush of Geula? And why does the Geula come through Meshurvim? We see in Sefer Tillam, in Mizmor Tzadik, which says, Tfilah Lamaisha Isha Elokim. In Kapitel Tzadik. Tfilah Lamaisha Isha Elokim. And then it ends with the, These words that Maishar Benu said to bring the Shekhinah down into the Mishkan for minutes. This capital is, is especially um, spoken about when it comes to Chitash. It's one. There are 11 Kapitlach that were said um, until the David Mizmar Maisha, um, that Maisha Benu said, 11 chapters in Tehillim that Maisha Benu said, starting with chapter 90. So we understand that there's something about what Maisha Benu is here to do, what he's all about, is in this capital of Tehillim. Those words tell us the whole story. What is his pa'ula with Yidin and in the world? So Chazal tells me, he knows Hashem which is at the end of this, is the bracha of Maishar Benu to bring the Shekhin into the Mishkan, as we said. Dafka, he was able, they put up the Mishkan every day, I think seven days in a row, up, then take it down, they put it up. The Shekhin didn't come into the Mishkan until Maishar Benu came on the eighth day, said those words, and the Shekhin came down to be here permanently. In this world, no more Hashem flying away out of the world like Lahavil, like the tent, but staying here grundfasted. So forever, for all the generations. And the and, and why and what's it all about? So let's look at those words I, again. How is Meisher Benu the one that does this? What is it about Meisher Benu that creates this? Fila Lamaisha, Ish Ha'elokim. And here's one of the explanations. To bring Hashem down here into the world, permanently. You know, peg the tent down, keep it down here. No flying away. It stays here permanently. How do you bring Hashem's shkina down here permanently? Never leaves again. Not like Shaitan does. Never, Hashem never leaves this world again. What do you need to bring Hashem down into this world and say, Hashem, no, 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 please stay here permanently. And he says, I want to. He says, well, what do we have to do? He says, follow my, follow my directive. We will do it together. We need two things. We need two, two extremes. We need two conditions for Hashem. And Hashem is saying, for me to be here permanently in the world forever, and it becomes Geula Shlema, we need two conditions. One. We need a kayach that is higher 
than the world, than the regular worldly ways that we do things. Higher than nature. We need a kayak that has the strength to bring Gili Elokus into the world. We need, we need a kayak that is so strong that should reveal Hashem in a world where he's not able to be seen. See that at Oxymoron? To reveal Hashem in a world where it's almost, it's very difficult to see him. We need to redo the world. We need to make the world from resistant to revealing Hashem to open and begging, begging, thirsting to reveal Hashem. That, we need that kind of kayak that just opens up the world. That the world should become a vessel to reveal Hashem. That is wanting to reveal Hashem. We need a very strong kayak to do that. That's condition number one. Very strong kayak to enable that to happen. Number two, it should be a permanent change in the world. That's why you need a special kayak. Because the world is a place where everything's always changing. The sun shines, one day it rains, one day it shines, one day this, one day that. The world, by definition, is always changing. Entropy. Sorry, that was one condition. A permanent revelation of Hashem in a world that that has to come to the point where it says, we want Mashiach now. So you need a special kayak to do that. The second condition is, the kayak has to come down and express itself on in the parameter of the world. It has to express itself in the world on the world's terms. Not something that the world can't understand. Something the world can understand. That's why I talked about tents. Because you can understand a tent, especially if you've gone camping. And you need to... So that idea, Hashem's kayak needs to come down into the world in a way that it's dealing with the world the way the world understands things make the world into a vessel, and a makam kavua, make the world into a permanent place to take Hashem's pneumis, Hashem's inner, inner self, and His revelation, permanently, down here, the full revelation of Hashem, here, in this world, on the world's terms, permanently. That's what's needed. Who's going to do that? That's quite a challenge. One second, what if you have a mamotza mechaber? Someone who's an intermediate, who, no, someone who is, so to speak, the glue between Hashem and Yidin. The glue. I mean, you know, with all due respect, the one who does it. Someone who is the one to interface between Hashem and, and, and the world. Except in a way that he doesn't exist. When you think of glue, real glue, the expensive glue, it, it doesn't exist. Let's say you have, you know, two, two pieces of paper or two, you know, you have a handle of a cup and you have a cup and they need to be connected. The glue is supposed to become completely transparent and substanceless. If you can see, there's a handle, there's the cup and then there's the handle. And if you can see the glue, you did a very bad job in gluing the cup together. If you, you know, you want to sell the glue on, you want to take, sell, it's a very expensive cup. The cup cost $500, it's heirloom, and it fell, so the handle came off, and you want to sell it on eBay for $400.
if the glue is visible, forget it. You're not gonna sell it for four hundred dollars. The glue is visible. The glue has to be invisible, substanceless. It's simply a connector. No cup, no cup is selling for four hundred dollars if you can see a, a layer of glue. So the one who connects Hashem with the Yidden and Hashem with the world and Hashem with the nations has to be, so to speak, like that glue, substanceless. So to speak. You can't see, you can't feel, doesn't occupy space. When it says, I stand between you, between Hashem and you, a mamutza, that's Maishar Benu, but he's saying a mamutza, Hamachaber, has to have, he has to be both. If, and we use this example all the time. So you want to be a French English translator in the UN. You have to be so good in your English that all the English people think, oh, you must have been born in England. But the French people all think you were born in France. So which one are you? You're both. You're authentically French. You're authentically English. So where's the you? There is no you. You're just, you just connect. Your job is to connect the French and the English people. Nobody, you, you know you've done a good job when nobody notices you. You know, imagine a shidduch. Imagine a shidduch. Two, uh, you know, two people go out on a shidduch and he speaks only Hebrew and she speaks only English. Well, that's going to be fun. How are they going to communicate? But imagine if somebody comes along and somehow they interpret in such a way that these two people who are meeting each other didn't really, they say, well, how was, how was the interpreter? They say, interpreter? Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. He's so invisible. He's simply a connection. He's simply a connection. He's not visible. He's not part of the scene. His whole job is to be a transparent connection. That's my Shurbenu. But remember, we said to be the right, the, 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 the good in, uh, interpreter, you have to be fully French, fully fully English. So my Shurbenu is called Ish. Elokim. Elokim, Which one is he? Is he Ish, a person, or is he Elokim? Is he Hashem? Now it's interesting because every Jew is Every Jew is a piece of Hashem. But Meishir Benu is clearly that par excellence without any any substance, so to speak, without a sense of self that intervenes. Ishalakim. It says Machsif, it says it in Medrash Hillam, etc., on this Pasuk, and in the Medrash. It says Machsif Elamata Ish, Machsif Elamata So to speak, half down Ish, half up Hashem. However, we understand that. He's fully Hashem, and he's fully a person. Really, that's a yid. When you see Meishabin, you see the potential of what a yid was created to be when he's fully, fully, fully manifest as a yid. He's fully Hashem, and he's fully a person. So that's why other people see him in the world. They're like, hey, what's doing? Yeah, how are you doing? Nice weather. Yeah, you too. Okay. Have a nice day. He's a normal person. He is a normal person. 
and yet he's totally one with Hashem. And when he's communing with Hashem, so to speak, learning, davening, it's just one piece. So he's the, so the Yid is the intermediary to connect the whole world, Hashem with the whole world. But among all Yidin, it's Meishervin, who does that, who is the leader of all the leaders. Because he has both things, Ish and Ha'elohim, Meishervin has the Kayach, to unify Elokus Mitzvelt, Hashem with the world. And where is that obvious? In the Mishkan. Who builds the Mishkan? Meishervenu. So that's why you have these two extremes in the Tehillim, in chapter 90, the first capital of 11 capitals written by Meishervenu. Um, even though Ish Elohim is a union of these two extremes, Ish and Elohim are two real opposite extremes, and yet it's in one person. That's my Shurvena. But just, sorry, stop on that for a minute. That, I once, my very first share of the share that I ever went to, the teacher said, Dr. Brower said, that's why you didn't have the hardest time of anybody, well, that was then, psychologically. Because if you're Ish, and you're fully Ish, and you're also Elohim, you know, you are, as a Jew, as a Yid, you are a composite of two such opposite extremes. It's not so simple to live in this world, you know, and just, and just soar through it. And just soar through it. It's not so simple. How difficult it is for Maishu Rabbeinu, we don't know, you know. We'll see him in the ghoulish lame and we will ask him. But when we're saying that Maishu Rabbeinu is Ish HaElohim, remember HaElohim is still the name of Hashem, you know, part man and part Hashem. But the name Elohim is still the name of Hashem in nature. That's a lower Gematria Teva. So that part of Hashem, Elohim, Tutsichon, encloses itself in nature. And that's why Ish HaElohim. Because the Ish the human part of Maishar Benu, as he's connected with the world, he lives in the world, he walks, he talks, he eats, he sleeps, etc., becomes unified with the Elohim, Hashem, as he connects to nature, as he creates nature. But it's not Ish Havaya. Havaya is the name Shema Esim. Havaya is how Hashem expresses himself higher than the world, higher than nature. So, we see that union, Isha Lakim, a person with Hashem as Hashem enclosed himself in a natural world. Anything higher than that? Yes. We'll sum up on that. The word Maisha Rabbeinu, Maisha. Why? What, there are a lot of names for Maisha Rabbeinu. Why is he called Maisha? We know. Basya said, Kimina Maim Mishisihu. I pulled him out of the Shema. I pulled him out of the place of Shema Vaya. I pulled him out. I, I took him out. I rescued him from a place higher than Isha Lakim. I, I, he, he came from a place where godliness is above the, where Hashem expresses himself above the creation. And we know that the source of Maish Rabbeinu, the source of his Nishama, is from a very high level, the level of Mayim. Alma Diskasya, the concealed world, higher than the revealed world. 
And he came min hamayim, mishisihu. He came out of the concealed world. Maitre Rabbeinu comes out of the concealed world, and he comes into the revealed world to be here with us. As a neshama, in a body, he's min hamayim. He's completely connected to his source, like the fish that are totally connected to their source. So it comes out that in the capital, and here we're going to try to sum up, Maisha Isha Elokim, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of meanings in three words. Maisha means it took him out of the concealed world. He comes from that concealed world, from that deep, 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 deep inner world of the inner secrets of the inner light of Hashem, his connection with Hashem above the, above the creation. And he's brought down here. He's, he's from an infinite place. Maisha means he's minamayim. He's from that infinite place. All the secrets of Hashem are there. All the secrets about you are in that place. Maisha Rabbeinu comes from that infinite place where every secret about you that will liberate you forever is all there. He has access to it. And he gives us access to it. That's Maisha. And at the same time, Maisha Isha Elohim. His connection as a person, Ish, with Hashem in the creation, in the world, gives the Kayach to bring Hashem down here on the level that people in the souls and bodies can relate to Him. So that we can... Okay, so to sum up, we're reaching Shabbos Agadol. This Kayach, for the darkness to self-destruct, is fully in it. And this year, in a year of sort of a, a darkness, that's uh, mm, increasing. <laughs> a confusion in the world that's, um, you know, it's a process. We have Shabbos Agadol which is, is like a flash of incredible light, which is a kayak which will literally explode it all, create such a dissatisfaction in the darkness that the darkness, just watch, watch the news, you know, Matzei Shabbos, you'll see. Watch it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you'll see that something will happen in the world. Mitzvah please God, the Gula Mitzvah Something will happen in the world that shows that a big pocket of darkness has just self-destructed. Just keep your eyes carefully open to it. Who's behind that? Of 
course Hashem Melech Malchi Amlachim Akadish Baruch But here we're understanding that in partnership with Hashem, of course, is every Yid. Through your kavanas, your learning, your davening, your mitzvahs, no question. You're the leaders who are bringing the world to that point. And Maishu Rabbeinu, the Gael, who brings about the Geula, Hashem could do it himself, but and straight to us, but he chooses that Maishu Rabbeinu should be the leader of those who are the light to the nations, which is us, and the leader of the entire world. So this whole Shabbos of Gadol will come about through with, of course, from Hashem. What's the question? Through Maishu Rabbeinu, the ultimate redeemer, who is so sensitive he knows, he's so sensitive to every nuance. He knows, no doubt, the deepest inner, inner workings of Hashem. No doubt. And the deepest, deepest inner workings of, of Tyra. And he also knows, he knows the darkness of the world much better than we do. He doesn't have to watch um, Fox News. He knows it very well. He knows it from Tyra. From the process of beer and the possibility of beer of purification of the world from within Tyra, Maishar Bainu knows more darkness than you'll ever understand in your whole life. And he's not afraid. Once he accepted this mission, when Hashem said, no, it's you, he's accepted on himself forever and ever. As we're in the last seconds of Gullus, of course in Gula, but as we're in the last seconds of Gullus, to look fearlessly at the darkness and to tell us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The darkness looks very fierce. We're, we're, we're on top of it. Don't worry. We're on top of it. Hashem's on top of it. We're, we're doing what you have to do. Don't be afraid. Stand back. Stand back and watch the, the Nisim B'Nisulah. So in such a year, we're going to see a, a wonder, a very great wonder, this Shabbat Zagadol, this Pesach, that will, you know, somebody said, knock the socks off the world. The darkness, even if we don't see it, we know Bevada, Bevada that the, the darkness literally is going to do a step, hopefully the ultimate step of, of implosion, of giving up and saying, bring the Gulami to Sashlema, we want Mashiach now. We're tired of our old job. Yidin, be our teachers, teach us forever. Because the Yedu Agaimki and Yavaya, because we already experienced it, the darkness will say, as the Mitzrim, as Taro, the king of darkness, I got it. It's Havaya who runs the world. Why am I going to waste my time fighting? You know what? Let's join. Yidin, take us to the Gula Mitzvah Shlema. Maish Rebbeinu, Mashiach Sidkenu, take us to the Gula Mitzvah Shlema so that we should dance together in the Beis HaMikdash Shlishi. This Shabbat HaGadol and this Pesach be a Kasher and Freilich and Pesach, the ultimate Freilich and Pesach because we find ourselves in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema. It should be immediately now.